are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I am your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. And this week, two great nations are going to be celebrating, and we are bringing two great podcasts together. We have some of the boys from True North Fantasy Football joining us today, and we're going to get to that in just a minute. Hey, look, Sean, already first comment of the night, so let's say hi to our intern, Sean Fournier. He's got a, hey, look, he's got a picture there, too. That's fantastic. Good evening, Sean, and good evening to all you <laughs> rewinders watching out there. Before we get into it, let's talk to you about our friends over at DynastyOwner.com. You're an above-average fantasy football player, so you'll likely be interested in a new challenge this upcoming season. Check out Dynasty Owner. They've added a new strategic twist to fantasy football by incorporating the business of football into their game. This is because their salary cap dynasty format is based on real NFL salaries and is such a difference maker that they actually have a patent on it. For example, Tua signing his $30 million contract doesn't matter much in most leagues, but in Dynasty Owner, could his $7.5 million per year make him more attractive than Russell Wilson with $35 million? I think so. Dynasty owner leagues are forming soon from people who have been on their wait list, but there's a limited number of franchises made available at any given time. So get on the wait list for an invitation by visiting dynastyowner.com and click on Start My Dynasty. You'll be able to join leagues with cash prize pools or just play for the love of the game. And after you join the wait list, you can check out a mock draft and see how you're using real NFL salaries changes player rankings, draft strategy, and roster construction. Dynasty Owner also recently released their new mobile app on iOS and Android, so join the wait list and download the app right now. Make sure you tell them that the Dynasty Rewind sent you because that helps us out. So helping us out tonight, looking down at his phone, joining us from New Jersey, we got Porkman. What's good, Porkman? I was paying attention. Yeah, but you were calling me out there. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was trying to get right. my breakouts right. Well, Jenna's probably watching. She's gonna just message you and be like, "Phil, don't look at your phone during the podcast." Don't. (laughs) See, she is going to message me. I know she is, but that's my homie. Yeah, she's. uh, My wife is quite the stalker. But um, so joining us, (laughs) Nate. I don't even. What state are you in right now? I'm not even sure. You were in Delaware. All of them. Fun. I'm going to list you all the fun facts about Delaware right now. And moving on. So, Nate, you're uh, doing great down there in Delaware. That was a bad joke. There's nothing fun about Delaware. So, <laughs> Yeah, Delaware is uh, – I'm actually in Sussex County, which is lower, slower Delaware, and that's, that's really what it is. Okay. Lower, lower Delaware. All right. So joining us from the great country of Canada, this is the first time the Dynasty Rewind is going international. We got some of the boys, Ferda from True North Fantasy <laughs> Football. Gentlemen, go ahead and introduce yourself. Bring that sweet – sweet canadian voice to the dynasty rewind <laughs> um yeah i'm travis i'm uh, one of the co-creators of true north fantasy football and uh yeah happy to be on with you guys i i've uh, chatted with all all you guys on twitter before and it's nice to get in here see your guys faces and talk some fantasy football it's, it's gonna be a good one uh mr harris I, I like calling you mr harris i can't explain it. i don't know why um it's fine i've been called a lot worse that's for sure <laughs> rocking that headband with um see i can't see too well i wish Streamyard made made you guys a little bit bigger on here but you got the hair sticking up um i'm loving it with the headband it's looking good how you doing tonight 
Hey, I'm, do, I'm doing great. The fans spoke. They wanted me to rock the headband. Uh, <laughs> it came up in our uh, little giveaway, uh, True North giveaway, that uh, some some fans out there of the uh, True North brand wanted wanted more headbands. So we ran a little poll, and uh, the, uh, the, the fans of your show and the fans of True North said, yeah, Harris time, you need to wear that headband. So yeah, I'm super, super pumped to talk uh, some breakouts with you guys today. And it's a really exciting time in uh, fantasy football for us all, isn't it? Well, it'll be exciting if we actually get to play it. I hate mm-hmm. to be that guy, but yeah. fingers crossed. Exactly. So uh, before we get into it, though, do you guys want to talk a little bit about True North? And you guys have a ton of great stuff going on right now. I believe you just launched the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, got some great merch up there. An awesome website. So take a few minutes or however long you want. Well, not two hours. We, we talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> tell, us, tell us all about what you guys going on up there at True North Fantasy Football. Yeah, well, you mentioned the the YouTube channel. So we've got some really, really warm reception on that so far. Lots of, lots of new subscribers. The contest for Canada Day was a big driver of that. Uh, we just drew the winner of that tonight, which was pretty fun. That was a super fun live session we did. Uh, yeah, and then I think our team is 10 strong now. And we got guys writing articles all the time. We've got a lot of plans for the YouTube channel. And uh, of course, the website, we just put our dynasty rankings up. So it's fitting that we're coming on the dynasty rewind. So uh, yeah, it's it's a good time for True North right now. I think I can speak for all of us when I say we're really excited. And uh, yeah, we got some charity leagues going on too, but I guess I'll, I'll let Will kind of take care of that one because he's uh, he's super, super into that and he's done a lot of work to get those charity leagues going. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Trav has uh, done a fantastic job kind of uniting the North in, in fantasy football, which has been super cool. And that's uh, kind of how... I was brought in the fold and, you know, I'm contributing there and uh, loving everything that we're doing. And it just grows more and more every day. Uh, We've got two um, charity leagues going. One that I started myself, um, the Canadian National Best Ball Champions League, which is uh, 30. Right now it's 32 teams kind of started in the uh, doldrums of uh, COVID-19 and just kind of grew. I honestly, and this is like truthfully from the bottom of my heart and Trav and every Canadian that you talk to will probably echo the sentiment. I honestly didn't know that there was more than 16 people in Canada that played fantasy football. Like, you know, that's not, that's not even, that's not even a joke. Like that's no. a real thing. And like the group that we've been able to put together and Trav has, has built here, you know, it's super connected and, you know, people just keep coming out, keep coming out of the woodwork all the time, which is super exciting. So the Canadian national best ball champions league is just a, a part of that. And um, I'm the one who, who started that and it's been a great success. I have a huge waiting list for people wanting to get in and all the proceeds uh, from that go to charity and then just kicked off uh, a uh, season long uh, league, uh, the Canada cup. So it's uh, three divisions strong um, to pretty much anoint a, a Canadian champion. Again, all proceeds going to charity. So it's been really cool to be part of uh, what's been going on and, and seeing uh, Canada kind of get its own voice in the in the fantasy world, and I, you know, uh, Trav and uh, True North has been a big part of that, and really looking forward to uh, seeing seeing where we go. I think that YouTube is going to be a huge uh, huge part of that, and uh, we're super super excited about what's going on. And uh, I'm we're actually going to be launching a new show called the the Jet Sweep uh, with myself and uh, Josh Smokey uh, Nelson, another True Norther, and. It's really to every week consistently talk about the hot topics in in fantasy football and what's important to your team. So that'll be launching and taking off pretty soon. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Question for you guys: NFL or CFL? What do you prefer? 
or NFL. It's definitely <laughs> NFL. It's not <laughs> not even a contest. I, I yeah, love the yeah. CFL. We don't say the c word. We don't but say it's... the c word. <laughs> so, okay, so is that? Is that a general consensus for most Canadians or for you? No, no. I think the old timers are definitely CFL loyalists. Like um, probably like my parents age are, they kind of like maybe not boycott the NFL, but they, they stay true to the CFL and, and okay. they'll, they'll tell you all about it if they get a chance for sure. Okay. It's also another, another Canadian thing is that it's very regional as well. So you go to towns like Winnipeg or, um, you know, in Saskatchewan, um, and even I guess Alberta as well too. I mean, these are small towns, and like they bleed their teams' colors through and through. And um, you know, you don't—it's sacrilegious to talk NFL in front of some hardcore CFL fans. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, it's big time. But like you know, it's uh, even for myself, it's kind of entrenched in 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 my history and my background. My dad, my grandfather played in the CFL for three years, but that doesn't mean that um you know that uh, that i'm gonna sit sit uh, i don't even know when they play anymore i don't know if it's thursday saturdays or sundays they kind of change it up <laughs> travis has no idea he's like oh, yeah, everywhere <laughs> but it's, it's cool. it, it is cool like for me it's um you know if i'm gonna take in a game it's gonna be it's gonna have to be live you know and the the fans like in some of these cities are absolutely bananas they're nuts it's you know, it's the only professional sports team in some of these Canadian cities, right? And so they're rabid, you know, Rough Riders fans in, in Saskatchewan. Crazy fact, we actually had two teams with the same name for a long time in Canada, if you could believe that. Really? Uh, yeah. Ottawa and Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Both were the Rough Riders. Um, but you go to these towns like Winnipeg, for example, Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, and then yeah. even Calgary and Edmonton, these are die, die, die hard uh, football fans. And it's certainly CFL first, but you know that doesn't in Toronto, no, <laughs> no. I think that BC is probably really yeah really similar. I mean, these, this is where people live in Canada. That's where the majority of people live, and you know they they're largely following um, NFL. Like it's it's yeah. it's not even close. That being said, it is great football. The field is wide open. It's a wider field. It's a bigger football, and there's one extra player on the field. So, like when when there's a crazy CFL game, it's really exciting football to watch. But it's just kind of fewer and farther between. Like I've got to take a ferry for an hour and a half to get over to go see a game where I live. So uh, I don't I don't get to see the games very often. But it is a good brand of football when you when you get a good game. Yeah, especially. before we get on, though, uh, Frank has a question. He wants to know, do the True Northers get into the Devi world? I haven't started yet. I've been thinking okay. about it. And, uh, you know, just the past couple seasons, I've been starting to study the college game a little bit harder. So I'm not quite there yet. I do have a lot of dynasty leagues and a couple redrafts and stuff that I have to kind of focus my attention towards. Because if I get into Devi, I'm going to want to get deep into Devi. And that uh, that's time commitment right there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Frank, not yet, but they're working on it. You guys just have a Debbie guy join your. Yeah, we. Uh, I think we're working on it. We're working mm-hmm. on a couple for sure. Yeah, uh, there seems to be some pretty talented ones up uh, up our way. So uh, could be something that that happens sooner rather than later. It seems to be Great. at least for uh, at least for me, it seems to be coming becoming more and more popular, right? And and more and more important to be able to get an edge in fantasy football is understanding that landscape, yeah. right? I agree. And if you need any advice, uh, Nate is the head of our Debbie department. So, <laughs> nice. Good to know. Is, 
interesting enough, is our only department that we have here. <laughs> I got one promotion last week, so I'm excited. Yeah. So it's important. It's really yeah. important. It's very, very important. But we do have an intern, too. So um, That's Sean, right, Sean. If you like Sean to say all the time. It, Sean's great, isn't he? He's yeah, awesome. absolutely. Absolutely. I check into your guys's, uh, your guys's stream all the time, and Sean's in there. Or the golf one when Sean was in there for, for your guys' little golf getaway. That was awesome, too. <laughs> yeah, man, Sean, sure. you're awesome. He's awesome. You hear that? Um, okay, he does have a question. Amidst the COVID situation, do you see any rookies breaking out right away, regardless of shortened preseason? So there you go. Sean with the awesome intern-ness and the segue. <laughs> Stealing my segues, man. Um, also, Sean, how are we looking on that Fresca, buddy? I know you live three and a half hours away from me, but you got a car. So um, <laughs> if we could get that down here, that'd be great. So um, what do you guys think about, about that? I mean, I really think that with the whole situation, you know, you're not practicing together it's going to be don't don't count on these rookies right away like if you're if you have a team that you think is one piece away and you're going to count on a rookie i think you're going to be really disappointed um there's some great talent here but you're not getting a, a saquon barkley rookie season out of some of these guys i don't think but um what do you gentlemen think about that pork man let's start with you on this one i haven't heard your smooth yeah. voice too much tonight <laughs> No, I think um, they. I actually heard a rumor today talking about getting rid of the whole preseason. So I did hear that too. The, if that's the case, then that's really alarming. So I mean, I right now it probably would just stick with the vets unless you know you have like a, a locked and loaded type guy like G, uh, like uh, Jonathan Taylor and uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire. They probably they might, they gonna, <sighs> here we go. <laughs> your boy, your boy Porkman. Yeah, I want him to tweet at me again. I love that. Yeah. I'm trying. But yeah, but anyway, go ahead. I, I know. <laughs> I know you're definitely trying to get him on here. But yeah, I mean, trusting these rookies now, I don't think it's a really good idea. Um, so probably maybe by like the middle of the season, if we make it there because of COVID, that's when they most of them probably get into the groove of things. Um, there's a lack of training camp because of virtual training camp. So I mean, it's kind of hard to teach somebody especially if, if they're not like a visual learner if they're a person learning about just doing then you're probably screwed but how do we know we don't know who the hell can figure out by visual or by doing so at the end of the day hey try to get some of these vests that's falling that's where the values are going to be Dude, this is great so pork man's sitting there in a rocking chair <laughs> and giving out this wisdom while he's rocking in a chair it's like he's like an old man spewing it out on a porch like yeah, don't count on those rookies, boys. Don't count on rookies. Get off my lawn. Yeah. So, do you guys agree with that? I mean, unless you have a great talent like a, a Jonathan Taylor, um, I think probably running backs might have mm -hmm. a slightly easier time because, mm -hmm. you know, the running back positions slightly easier to pick up in the NFL than like your mm -hmm. wide receivers. And tight ends don't usually break out until year three anyway. But if you're drafting a rookie tight end in Dynasty League and expecting him to be your guy from day one, you're doing something wrong. That's that's all I'm gonna exactly. say. So, or you just don't know what you're doing, but that's why you're here, so you can figure out what's going on. Um, all right, Sean, your question's going now. So, I do think there is like two wide receivers who are, um, I don't know, COVID proof. I guess we could say. Okay. <laughs> um, and I think that's Justin Jefferson because after Adam Thielen, there's no one taking targets. Mm -hmm. So Tajay Tajay Sharp is there, right? You no, know, Bissy Johnson. And yeah. didn't Josh Dotson sign there? Ew. Dude, well, I'm just saying they're naming random names. They're, they're there, aren't they? I'm just but, saying. I mean, Justin Jefferson is going to get a bunch of volume. 
no matter what. So mm-hmm. he's going to be fine. And then I think with the Broncos, probably Jerry Judy, just because outside of Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant, they have to throw the ball to someone else. Um, it could be Hamler. It could be Judy. Um, but it's probably Judy. He was very pro-ready. Um, he kind of fit that Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley mold, whereas the pro-ready rookie who doesn't have a super high ceiling, but you know he's going to produce right away. So I think those two guys are probably better bets for guys who could play well despite a shortened preseason. Um, Chev makes a good point. He was not able to join us tonight, but he is checking in and saying, hey, Chev, miss you. We'll talk to you next week. He said Michael Pittman could be solid. I think so, too. Hopefully, Philip Rivers can get it past the line of scrimmage because <laughs> his arm was not looking as good. I think, I think I'd think i probably add Brandon Ayuk's name into that mix as well, just with uh, yeah. Debo Samuel's injury and the fact that they, they're Great probably going to have him running shorter routes so yeah. they can kind of ease him into the route tree a little bit. So I think Brandon Ayuk is uh, pretty viable with not a whole lot of other – like Ken- Kendrick Bourne's a pretty good player, and they got Richie James, but like nobody who's like super threatening to Brandon Ayuk in my, in my opinion. Yeah. Fire me north. Yeah, that's right. I actually got the uh, title of the show from Chev. Um, so, it. Chev, thank you very much for that. I was playing around with this before the show, too. So, throw that out there for Fair you guys. Fair <laughs> boys. All right. Let's talk some uh, breakouts, as we've been calling them here. A <laughs> Is it because Trav sounds like he's from Letterkenny? <laughs> Do I? Awesome. A little bit, yeah. I'll take it. Slightly. I'll take it, boys. All right, so I'll tell you what. Let's let our guest roll it first. Um, well, let's start with you. Breakout player for this year. So I got a, I got a list, but if we overlap a little bit, you know, we can just discuss. It's fine. That's what we're here for anyway. So well, yeah. we're going to go ahead and start with you. Love Lead it. away. So it, you actually already kind of um, insinuated or started to talk about what uh, what I was hoping to talk about today, and that's third-year tight end breakouts, which uh, I think that we're always hoping and banking on, right? I think that often, you know, I look at the tight end class from last year and, and Hawkinson and Fant went incredibly early in, in dynasty drafts, right? We're talking first round, and it's just not fair to place that kind of ADP on a tight end. It doesn't matter what the talent is because it just takes time for these guys to mature in the NFL. Uh, you know, they're running different route trees. They've got more responsibilities. It takes a long time for them to get used to the offense and, you know, become productive in the NFL. And, you know, this uh, this player that I'm going to talk about certainly fits that mold. Uh, you know, off the chart measurables was, pro- measurables, was productive in college, was drafted high. And a lot of people drafted him very highly coming out of college. But again, people, fantasy footballers get frustrated with tight ends. And I just, I just, I don't understand why the cycle continues to happen. We know that it's going to take time. So, you know, there's a couple of different pieces to that. Why draft them early? If you know that they're going to take time to develop and, you know, if you do believe in the talent and draft them, then, Hey, be prepared to tax them for definitely in the first year, maybe. And, and, you know, maybe they're going to be sitting on your bench for a couple of years, but you know, it also offers up a good buy potential for these um, for these tight ends as people get frustrated with them because it happens every year. Um, and this player playing in in Miami, uh, Mike Gusecki, I think is going to be an lightning. absolute star this year. And had him on my list too. Absolutely, and I and I've been and I've been all over him since the you know even mid season last year, starting to pick him up before he had some of the breakout games where he's putting up over twenty fantasy points. He is, you know, you look at his measurables, 
he tested in over the 95th percentile in literally every athletic category. Like the guy athletically, you know, checks every single box that you could imagine. Also, you look at his role in Miami, you look at how, I don't think people talk about how often Miami threw the ball last year. They threw at the fourth highest rate in the, in the league last year. Right. And what's going to change. I look at what's, what's happening in Miami um, there's no fun there. I know they brought in a new OC, but a lot of the personnel stays the same. And if they throw at the same rate that they did last year and Gasecki continues to be used as a 250 pound slot receiver, think about that. Gasecki um, will eat in that role, right? Like the guy is an incredible uh, pass catcher. I mean, I think that they, they knock on his, on his blocking and I think that they might just move him to a complete kind of move tight end and that might not be a bad thing he was on the field for about 60 percent of uh of their snaps last year um but the most important thing and the one that you know really can determine a tight end breakout is a slot usage he was in the slot over 30 percent and when you look at you know um other tight end breakouts that have happened historically so year one uh you look at george kittle and you know he we, he definitely intrigued a lot of us, but it wasn't until year two that his slot usage increased substantially that we saw that kind of tight end one numbers. Look at Mark Andrews as well. He kind of teased us in year one in his rookie season, came, kind of said, where did this guy come from? And then when he had that consistent slot usage last year, his numbers were off the charts, right? And I and I look at that and I look at, okay, so um, Gasecki has this athletic profile that is probably, you know, uh, probably only uh, Kittle trumps him in that department. So he's, he's got that. He's got the situation. Miami didn't bring in any pass catchers, which to me is like super surprising, but maybe, but, but to me that says, Hey, I've got faith in my guys. I've got faith in uh, Parker. I've got faith in, in Williams coming back healthy. And I got faith in this amazing beefed up 250 pounds, six foot six slot receiver in Mike Gusecki. So that gets me super exciting. And I say, okay, well, if we see his, um, if we see his um, slot usage stay the same, and he is on the field for more snaps, that will naturally lead to more fantasy points being scored for your fantasy team. And to me, I'm I'm sitting there, and again, he's one of these guys that people have got frustrated with. So I've just been kind of picking picking away at him, picking away at him, and it it blows my mind that you know we've even seen his ADP continue to slide in this offseason. I don't know why. I don't know if you guys saw the. Uh, the crazy um, football throwing, um, throwing video. passes to himself. He threw a pass mm. over his house and caught it on the street. I mean, probably the Dolphins don't want to see like one of their uh, top <laughs> receiving weapons running out onto the goddamn street blind trying to get the pass. But I mean, it, it gets me really excited and where he's being taken right now, um, whether it be tight end premium or, you know, um, in, uh, in just regular PPR, he's, he's an absolute, uh, He's an absolute bargain, and he's not one of these guys either where we haven't seen signs of a breakout. He's not like a, you know, like a Nerve Smith, for example, that, hey, we like the prospect, but, you know, yo, um, you know, we don't have actual production. We actually have production from Gusecki from last year. When he was given, uh, when he was given opportunity, he absolutely produced and was, uh, you know, probably won you some weeks down the stretch. So, my breakout and uh, and the guy that I'm super excited for is uh, Mike Kosicki of the uh, of the Miami Dolphins. Would love to hear what you guys think about it. Yeah, I'm, I love I'm definitely high on that one. I was actually able to buy him very low last year, 
as you can you can see he has the athletic build that you want in a tight end, but you know, they say he can't block. Well, my man, if he can't block, just put him in the slot. He's not put him out block. there so he's running routes and get it's, somebody it's else worked, like a freaking block. It's worked for Zach Ertz for his entire career. Yeah, it definitely has. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm, I'm, loving, I'm loving on that totally. And and I'm and I've been out there and I've been saying it. I'm like, there's no reason Gasecki can't be a top five tight end. I mean, nice. possible. I, I, What's his nickname, Will? Oh, we got a couple going for him, and you do. I, I don't do him justice like you do. So why don't, why don't you? <laughs> I've uh, been I've been calling him Grease Lightning, and the only reason for that is because <laughs> when you say his name in like a, a Travolta voice, it sounds like he could be from from the movie Grease. So he's just a Higasuki, Higasuki, and then you know that's he's Grease Lightning. Yeah, I think it's awesome. <laughs> uh, glad you guys are hanging out with us tonight. I knew this was going to be a fun pod. Um, Anyone want to touch on Gusecki before we move on? No? No, I agree with all that. All right. As do, as do I. Good. Uh, Nate, let's go with you. Um, I think I know a guy that you might – I'm not <laughs> sure when you were planning on his breakout, but um, are we thinking of the same guy, Nate, probably? I know who you're thinking of, so I'll talk about him. You know? Okay, because I have him written down. I wrote down. I'll just – I'll spoil it. Deontay Johnson, and then my <laughs> notes were – let Nate talk at length because I figured <laughs> before we get stuck started on Deontay Johnson, call him by his proper name, though. What is it? Deontay. 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 Okay. Yeah, I'm going to use that. All right. Yeah. So, Will's a Steelers fan, too. Is he? All yeah. right. Well, yeah. That's why Pittsburgh's I... only four hours away. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right. So, uh, Nate, do you want to talk about Deontay? Yeah. So, Deontay. Um, wow, he's already broken out. So is he really a breakout player? I don't know. Um, yeah. So, you know, the hype is huge right now. And I don't, don't want to say I started the hype, but I was there. Um, four four or five months ago, at least. <laughs> yeah. um, he's – I'm just going to go ahead and say he's got no competition because James Washington isn't competing with Deontay Johnson. James Washington is going to be competing with Chase Claypool. So I don't even know who Deontay Johnson's competition is because it's not anybody who's relevant on that roster. And his stats, he was so efficient last year. Um, I know people like to hate on the separation stat, and I understand why, because it does not correlate directly with um, you know, increased fantasy performance. But when you look at it in context, I mean, this guy, what, was the, what were the Steelers quarterbacks doing last year? I mean, not much. So the fact that you yeah. get any separation. Hey, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they didn't draft a quarterback this year in the middle, middle rounds. Surprised, um, yeah. Separation, it's not a bad thing to lead the league in separation. And he leads the league all the way back to, I think, like 2016 is when FancyData.com started tracking separation. He has the highest separation in one year of any qualified wide receiver that they've tracked. So, I mean, he's got like historic numbers for separation. And like I said, he was efficient. He had like 90 targets, 60 receptions. Um, he's going to be a PPR monster, I think, once Big Ben gets out there because he's that kind of, you know, I've thrown the AB comparison out there before. I know it's just like blasphemous to say. So I'm not saying he's Antonio Brown, but they do play a very similar style of football. And it's that crafty route runner who may not be the best athlete in the world, but gets open. And if you have a quarterback that can take advantage of that, then it just, it's hard not to be fantasy relevant. So, so you were just saying, real I know quick. there's a lot of, 
mystery about Juju. Good. Oh, you were saying uh, you don't know what the Steelers quarterbacks were doing. Frank says they were getting hit in the head. <laughs> so it was too late. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. Guys. It was way too late. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you were saying hate. Uh, like, I know Juju. Um, I think Juju's going to be just fine. People are poo-pooing on Juju right now. I've seen him go, like, in the fourth or fifth round of startups, which is ridiculous for someone who's still, like, only 23 years old. Yeah. And has put the production up that he has. I mean, he's younger than Van Jefferson. Come on. Oh my God. Don't, yeah. don't. <laughs> beat up pork day. <laughs> it's always beat up pork day. Uh, it is. Do, well, I'm fine. I'll, when y'all take the shots, I'll be laughing. <laughs> All right. Um, do you guys have anything to add to Deont Bay? With I'm I'm super everything that Nate said. I mean, both as a fantasy football guy and a Steelers fan, it all you know resonates and echoes with me. Um, the and the juju stuff is just insane. I mean, if Ben, the biggest thing about the entire Steelers offense that you've got to factor in, it's all revolves around the health. Of it really does. Ben. If yep. that if he if he breaks down, his elbow breaks down, that team is done, and it doesn't matter. Who that talent? Who that talent is? We saw Juju, who I still think is a phenomenal generational talent at, at wide receiver. He couldn't even make it happen. I know that he was banged up, but like those guys that were throwing them the football, I don't, I can't, even, I don't even, I don't even say their names anymore because it's just like, and and Trav knows this for a fact is that these guys piss me off so much because they had <laughs> such an opportunity and they shit the bed. But I'll, I'll I'll leave it there. But my only beef with Deontay, it's not about the player; it's about his ADP. The ADP right now, when you look at the value of who you can get around that same air around that same area, just doesn't make sense. And like I depending on where your team's at, I mean, give me give me Julian Edelman and like a top five wide receiver performance all day over over Deontay. But long term, of course, that's a different story. But if I'm there to win today, um, I'm I'm snapping up Edelman and I'm not looking, I'm not looking twice about it. The 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 hype around Deontay has gotten just absolutely off the charts and i really do for you know for fantasy football i've got him all, all across the board um and as a steelers fan i really hope that he pays off but if he doesn't man oh man that could really hurt your chances in 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 2020 yeah all right i have a quick question quick game okay who is more overrated okay deontay johnson in the middle of the eighth round or miles sanders in the middle of the first round <laughs> We're gonna do this again. Man. This is an easy one. Man. Just for the record, for the record, I was listening to Unscripted uh today. The our friends at the End Droppables is their podcast. Mm-hmm. Holy Sleepers has Miles Sanders as a top ten running back. Mm-hmm. So do I. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think it's gotta be Deontay Johnson. I think Miles Sanders is his his pass catching floor is fantastic and his rushing upside is top 10 running back easy. And I'm not going to say top five just yet, but easily top 10. And I think uh, it's just going to be the year for him, right? Boston Scott does not worry me at all about miles Sanders. And I think eighth round for Deontay, there's still, I don't know. There's still some question marks, but uh, I do love Deontay. That eighth round is a little bit hefty, but I think it could be worth it from a dynasty lens down the road. Uh, my co-host Ty actually, he said a couple weeks back, he said the more he digs into it, the more he thinks that Deontay Johnson could be one of the best wide receivers in the league. Uh, so, and I trust Ty's opinion quite a bit. I don't know if you've listened to our pod or anything like that. I know Porkman has with the hashtag yeah. dick beaters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if that's uh, a little bit too 
a little no, bit. Man, uh, no, man. Not just okay, let so. it all hang out. <laughs> yeah, it's all hanging out, brother. It's all hanging out, boys. <laughs> so yeah, I think like I think it's it's a good question though, Nate. It's a really good question because middle of the first is getting up there. Yeah, Travis, you know, I, I think that I don't know if we've talked at length about Miles Sanders. I love the guy. I was all over him coming out last year. I had him pretty much across the board. But when I look at it and comparable players in that range, I'm just like, I I gotta have somebody that I know that I can bank on that production. I can't, it's not like it's the middle of the second or the end of the second where I hey, if I if I swing for the fences and I could hit Miles Sanders out of the park like most of us did last year, cool. But when within that range, oh man, I gotta have a locked in. Give me, give me Derrick Henry all day there, um, as opposed to Miles Sanders. And that's nothing against the player. It's just, hey, I need to know the role to be able to invest like that. And you know, is there is there that much of an upswing for people that swing for the fences at one, you know, at the one twelve or the one ten? Or we've seen them creep into the into the top ten in some formats. Like, is that risk really worth it for the upside mm-hmm. that Sanders bring versus a um, versus a Derrick Henry or some more known commodity? I guess that's the question mark and the risk that like I just I can't I can't do it. Um, but I I really want to be proven wrong. I do. Mm-hmm. So I'll say this though, Nate. The smart, the smart answer here is the better pick would be Deontay Johnson in the eighth because wide receivers generally do have a longer shelf life, mm-hmm. and specifically in a dynasty mm-hmm. format. So, are you happy? Is that what you wanted to hear? Okay. <laughs> also, um, so Mitch Crane Brink. Hopefully, I said your your last name right. Fellow Canadian boys, yeah, just so Canadian. you guys know, and he's saying Paris Campbell flying under the radar with second round draft capital spent on Pittman. So. Yeah, Paris Campbell, he's got some draft capital too. So uh, a lot of people are kind of souring on him. Uh, I tried to get him in a couple places. I don't know. It's weird. Like this offseason, you either – maybe it's every offseason. You have some people that are either really active or not active at all. Mm -hmm. Having a hard time getting some people to respond to me. But it just – it is what it is. So um, are you guys ready to move on to our next breakout? I think Paris Campbell is – interesting gamble because everybody's down on him and I understand why, but Philip Rivers loved Keenan Allen mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Paris Campbell should have that slot role locked down. I mean, he doesn't have much competition. I mean, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's not Michael Pittman. It's not T Y Hilton in the slot. So, no. you know, it is interesting to look at. Yeah. Yeah. He's cheap too. Cheap, yeah, super cheap. To healthy. He For that crazy injuries last year. For that too, then I say Jack Doyle. Um, Philip Rivers always loves tight end. Jack Doyle did sign a contract extension. I'm not really high on the other guys that they have there, um, but let's go to another breakout here. So, Trav, yeah, you're up next, and then we will go Porkman. I don't think you did one yet, right? No, no, no. Yet. Okay, so then we'll go you, and then I'll do one. So, Trav, you are up. Yeah. So th- this one might be a little bit cheap because there was a like a half season breakout, but I'm just going to talk about Kenyon Drake, and I think it's just love the Drake. Yeah, and I think we're going to see a full season of it. So that's why I think the breakout's actually going to be this year. And I think the situation's just going to be really good for him. He's going to play a lot of snaps. Like down the stretch, he played about 80, 80 plus percent snaps, which I don't think is going to happen this year with a healthy Chase Edmonds. But I do think that Kenyon Drake can get it done on efficiency without all those snaps. He's just, yeah, he, he had 15 attempts per game 
once he got to Arizona and I wasn't sure with the Dolphins if we'd ever see him get that he he was really misused there so I think uh Kenyon Drake's gonna be gonna be my breakout because I got him I got him at running back nine in uh, in PPR this year um and I think he could probably rise a little bit higher than that if things go well for him because that offense is just gonna blow up they got oh, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins they're spreading it out with four wide receivers he's gonna get targets um I think there's actually upside on his targets from last year he was only getting about four per game last season with the card and I think he could probably probably get a little uptick on that for a full season and him in the passing game is just unbelievable and I, I will say I was listening to your latest episode today and actually I think you guys were talking about Kenyon Drake I heard that on my way um, to the golf course today so working that all together and yeah big I, I, fans. Believe, I believe it was you that said you know he's a guy that could score from anywhere on the field mm-hmm. um, which is definitely true, and I love Kenyon Drake too. I actually did; I traded for him in my home league. Um, nice. So, I, and it, it's his time. Mm-hmm. I was actually thinking about it after listening to, to that part of the episode. It's like you hope that he doesn't turn into one of those guys whose career was cut short because he was somewhere that he was mismanaged, like how for he was sure. in Miami. And this is the reason why, as fantasy players, I feel like a lot of people hate Gaze because he just completely <laughs> botches. Mm-hmm. players and he, he gets mad at them for no reason and well you don't get to play it's like you're coaching yourself out of a job but so oh for uh, sure he'll, he'll do the same in new york there's no <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he's doing it already if he if he does it tell the michael yeah, exactly. Ryan, it's gonna break my heart <laughs> yeah. well, just to just to trav's point on drake i mean also uh you know drizzy drake the the rapper of course is canadian so just had to throw that in there i don't know if if, if travis <laughs> kind of freestyle later or not but no um, rhymes other, tonight buddy no rhymes oh, tonight damn <laughs> um the other the other piece about drake as a fantasy as a, a dynasty asset though is that you can get his replacement backs at zero cost mm-hmm Chase you can Edmund. get yeah. Chase Edmonds. You can get Eno Benjamin literally for nothing. So I made a move on on draft day today to get Drake, um, get Edmonds, and get Eno Benjamin all in one. So you know the price that I had to pay for an RB RB one was was limited. I mean, I really feel strongly that you know Drake was severely mismanaged in in Miami, and given you know given the opportunity in, in Arizona, he showed us what he could do, and I'm super excited. Um, for for Drake, so my question would be to to everyone then is that who do you feel more comfortable taking, Drake or Miles Sanders? That's an interesting um, question. I think Drake's probably um, middle of the second, back of the second right now. I think I don't know. Personally, I would probably go with Drake, just just because of just the offense. I think the offense is going to break out this year. They have a, a receiver that the Eagles should have traded for. Um, so yeah. that was my biggest issue with that. Um, so have, you got a running, I know, <laughs> and you got a running quarterback that opens up the lane for Drake as well. So, and he got, and he has great hands. I'm, I'm taking Drake there. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I got, go back back. Yeah. I got Miles Sanders at eight and Drake at nine. Ooh. Okay. So I guess I'm going Miles. Uh, well, I'm going Miles, but do you guys think Drake gets extended? Sean wants to know. Also, Sean, that's a lovely picture. 
You don't think no, Drake well, gets suspended? I don't think so. I think I that's do. kind of why they use the transition tag and there's running backs coming out next year. We don't really know what's going to happen with that, but I think those guys are going to come into the NFL regardless next year. So I think the Cardinals might be eyeing up using the transition tag on a player who fits perfectly, but he is uh, he is going to be 27 by the time the season ends, I believe. So I think they could potentially look younger if they if their team starts to progress and they feel like they can use maybe a first or second round, probably a second round pick on a running back next year okay what do you guys think i, I, I think it's so hard to pay running I want, backs i want them to stay yeah. extended yeah they're not going to pay them i mean if they if they give them something like what they gave melvin gordon possibly if he wants to take it then i would say they'll extend it with that but i'm not really sure because these running backs just not getting paid yeah and I feel bad for them. They really put in their life on the line out there. Yeah, man, you feel mm-hmm. bad for those millionaires, don't you, Pork Man? <laughs> I do. So I feel, I'll tell you who else I feel bad for. Jeff Bezos. That guy's got it rough. <laughs> that horse was so tough on him, man. I know. He's hard. He's hard I was, up. I was broken up for him there. Yeah, big time. <laughs> well, I guess, like, I, I think that the performance on the field, right? Like, if if uh, Drake puts up, like, a David Johnson-type season that we that we saw, and I, I know that we, we remember that fondly, I mean, it could change the tune of what's going on there, but, I mean, money plays such a big role, as Travis talking about, and we know, look at look at some of these talents that, that, have, uh, that have held out, right? Like, starting with Love Bell, that did not end well and it's worked out good for the Steelers. Hey man, if we still had if we still had Love Bell today, I, I mean we're we would be in such a world of hurt, right? Um so there's a little bit of money ball and economics play at play here, but I think that it'll be much tougher if if Drake does put up, you know, is it outside of the realm of possibility for him to put up a you know an RB one um type season. I don't I don't think that it is. Yeah, I mean, I I do think that they extend them, but uh, my good friend brother Roz wants to know: Have we finished the Cutler Chicken serial killer mystery yet? Yes, <laughs> he's been apprehended. Um, I didn't. I just know that Jay caught whatever was killing. He did. Jay. What was it? I'm not sure. I didn't check in. It just said Jay okay. Cutler, and then he was sitting there looking all scraggly. But um, <laughs> if you guys want to know a way to not look scraggly. Then all you have to do is head over, <laughs> head on over to manscaped.com nice. and use the promo code PORK20. I want to talk to you guys about our newest sponsor, manscaped.com. So support for the Dynasty Rewind is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for grooming experience. And let me tell you something. I thought it was just the trimmer. A trimmer is a trimmer, right? That's it. Until I used it. It is freaking fantastic. So no more bloody clumps in your shower or your toilet. (laughs) A bit too much here. Uh, (laughs) That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months, that is 1.5 years, perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, which is what I have and what we all have, their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidentals. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. Did you know that ceramic actually cuts better than uh, steel? Which, in that logic, means that uh, pottery is more lethal than a tank. Um, manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave. So, pork man, if you're having some problems, you have an hour and a half, buddy. <laughs> the no water problem, technology bro. allows you to groom in the shower and has a freaking light on it. 
It has a light. It's awesome. It looks like a freaking UFO trimming you up down there. So they've also upgraded <laughs> to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. You could show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. Unless you're my wife and she says, get that effing thing off of the counter. We have enough on there. All there is is toothbrushes and toothpaste, Jenna. Sorry I put something on the sink. So trim that junk of yours and head on over to manscaped.com. Use the promo code PORK20 and trim your hog today. Make sure you get it done now. This is a trial run for us. So if we had a certain amount in this month, we get a full year from manscaped.com. But listen, don't do it for us. Really, you're doing this for you and your ladies. So let's do that. And we will just continue moving forward. Um so, Trav, we did you last. Porkman, I believe you are up next, and you are all nice and trimmed up, I'm sure. Yeah, you nice. sent me the pictures. So, um, <laughs> yeah. How about no? <laughs> um, also, I want to let you know, hey, you... If we need a certain amount. If we hit that amount, we will have our intern, Sean, come and personally manscape you, manscape you wherever you want. Um, he'll fly to Canada. He'll even go to Guadalajara, Mexico, and drink their water and manscape you. So, um, Sean is coming your way if you are. Yeah, he, he said he'll give you a nice design too. So, if you want an nice. actual hog, if you want a hog down there, yeah, shit, you're real good. I, I mean, we'll take yeah, a John, leaf too. John, I'm yeah, do them all yeah, the two leaf. Uh, yeah, baller. Totally. Yeah, get on that, Sean. Get some YouTube right? videos. <laughs> we could do uh, maple leaf. We could do the Dynasty Rewind logo. Um, I will say this: so the trimmer is great. <laughs> I don't think Sean's <laughs> too happy about this right now. Um, the trimmer is great. And after using it, what I'm going to say to you people at Manscaped, if you are listening, please make a beard trimmer. Because if it's anything as good as what goes on down there, I need one. But yeah. Uh, yeah, don't, don't use the don't use the bottom for the top. <laughs> no, you, you don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> so Porkman, who's your break good player? I'm saying All it right. from here on out. You got me saying that junk now. So, it. you know, us as a fans community always look for our late round quarterbacks for, you know, for redraft and or dynasty. Um, my guy is Drew Locke. Looking at Drew Locke the way he played last year, um, well, going back to college, I'll start with Missouri. I didn't like Drew Locke. His footwork was freaking a hot mess. Um, balls was flying everywhere, but he had the arm strength. So, you know, oh, that's John Elway. Let's just go with – uh. Let's go with the arm strength guy. So I was like, yeah, he's probably going to be trash too. Um, fixed it. Once Flacco got hurt, which I was kind of not happy he got hurt, but once he once Drew Locke came in and got some snaps, he actually looked pretty good out there. Um, fast forward to this year, got Pat Shermer, which is a pretty much as a low-key quarterback whisperer. He, helps, he helped Daniel Jones out a ton other than not helping him fumble. But that's his own problem. Um, but Drew Locke um, got new weapons. He got Judy. He got Sutton. He has Fant. He got two running backs. If he messes this up, it's his own fault. They gave him the weapons. They gave him everything that he needs. Um, fire him up. Fire up Drew Locke late round if you can get him. Uh, and, yeah, just get him going. Right. So I'm high think? on Drew Locke as well. Um, I love the guy. But before we touch on, on Drew Locke a little bit, Trav, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. There's a word 
that you've been wanting to use, but you don't know the correct way to use it. <laughs> is that true? So, so yes, it is. Yeah. Trav, yeah. You're, you're a little bit away from the city of brotherly love. Yes, but, I um, am. So you don't, do you know exactly what a John is? Um, I think it's, uh, it, I think it's like a, a loose um, description just for like a thing or like here or something like that. Yep. Right. So if I was to say like, thanks for having me in this, John, is that, does that, does that work? That works. As yeah. you're talking into this, John, we're drinking yeah. this John right here. Right. I use this John to start the show. Yeah. So you guys, John, you guys just John. got some. You guys got some new Johns for shaving your plums. So yep. yeah, yep. that's right. There you go. So just let yeah, it roll. So, uh, John is the nice. person, place, or thing. Okay. It could be a, a a her, 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 she, whatever it is. Okay. Dog, your jersey, them Johns in the back look nice. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Right. And that's you guys true. just know exactly what somebody's talking about when they say it. We have no exactly. idea. What talking about. No, we have. We'll we figure are, out. We have no clue. So in in this area, if we don't have a clue, we just ignore you, yell at you, or walk away. Okay, okay, that's <laughs> that's phenomenal. I was I'm actually glad that came up. I almost forgot to to bring that up. I was supposed to drop one tonight today. So thanks for reminding me, Mike. Just um slide it in there. It's almost like immersing yourself in the maple. Think of yeah, it we're trading vernaculars here. We're like we're like sharing each other's lingo. It's beautiful. It's great. I asked um because I'm a Letter Kenny fan, so I asked Trav the other day what Snipe Sally was. Um, yeah, because I I'll tell you what, I watch Letterkenny sometimes, and I pause it, and I have to look up what they're saying. <laughs> yep. I, and I'm like, I kept hearing hearing Ferda, Ferda, Ferda. I'm like, what are they talking Ferda. about? Yeah, it's it's Ferda boys. Yeah, yeah, all right. exactly. Okay. Got it. Great. So, um, so Trav, just wanted to get the John back in there for Beautiful. you. Beautiful. Um, with John, we were just talking about the Denver Broncos quarterback and also Brother Ross. It is J A W N, U N. Just so you know, um, I'm high on Drew Locke, too. I think he has all the talent, all the arm talent in the world. What I like about him is he just goes and he lets it hang out, man. He goes out there, he chucks it around, he wraps on the bench. Like, this is a dude that doesn't look like he gets phased by anything, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I know that the Kansas City Chiefs are in that division, Super Bowl champs, but the defenses in that division aren't exactly stellar. Um, Los Angeles should still be San Diego. You could get 8,000 fans in San Diego too, same as in L.A. Um, The Raiders' defense, I think, got a lot better this season. Mm -hmm. The Chiefs aren't known for being a defensive team. They're just not. They're an offensive team. So I think he's in a good spot in Denver with the weapons he has and what he's going up against six times a year, he really has a shot to be a QB one this year. I think if not a high end QB two, um, mm-hmm. hopefully he finishes quarterback 14 or better because I have a beer bet with uh, Dustin Lund from drinking and talking fantasy. Um, so hopefully he finishes better and then I win the bet, but they will be on next week. We're going to be playing fantasy drinking games. Um, the good thing about that is I can't get drunk because I'm going to be hosting. I know all the answers, so I'll just I'll drink along <laughs> with you guys. But um, that is correct. Yeah, <laughs> so, it, it's going to be a good time. Looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, I like Drew Lock. Do you guys have any thoughts on Drew Lock before we move on? I think he, you know, I think he's going to be one of those guys who slings it and makes a lot of mistakes. So you're going to have to live and die with it potentially. Yep. The the weapons can't be denied. They've got a decent offensive line. I know they were good uh, run blocking offensive line. I can't recall their pass blocking grade or anything like that. But um, they've built a decent team like like right around them. And 
I just think, you know, you, you think of like the Bortles season where he threw a ton of picks, but he had a bunch of wow. like sli- slinging points. He just because he was just hucking the ball up and he had a lot of garbage time. time. He had a lot of garbage time. I'm not sure it's going to be the same for, for Denver because they do have a, a decent defense, but there is some turnover on that defense, especially in the secondary. So I think it's it's going to be a good one to watch, but he has everything in the in the tool belt to get the job done and he just has to connect, right? I think we... We might be happier for fantasy than the Broncos might be in real life. But, I mean, we're here to talk about fantasy points, so I, I think he's going to put them up. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. I think that, uh, Porkman, you you were talking about, hey, he's got all this bevy of weapons, and they've pretty much put everybody out there for him to be successful. And if it if it doesn't happen for Drew Locke this season, it's all over. And I think that they're saying, John always saying, okay, man, We've seen some glimpses. We're putting all the chips on you. Look at all these weapons. We even brought in your buddy from uh, from your college days, and we already have an yep. awesome tight end. Do you know how to pronounce his last name? Agu- uh, Okwagbanam. There you go. Yeah. Is that actually it? Oh, uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm going <gonna, laughs> to just be it. <laughs> we all call right. him A-OK. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. A-OK. That's, that's good. But I think that the, the writing's on the wall for Locke, and – you know, um, my my hesitation um, with with Locke is actually in Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer loves to pound the ball. He loves running backs, and we sit. We saw him go out and get another one in Melvin Gordon um, when he already had two pretty good ones on his team. And he loves that bell cow profile. So um, that to me is one of the reasons why I'm staying away from, from Drew Locke. I mean, I think the guy has all the charisma in the world and he can certainly sling the ball. But when I'm looking at it in terms of uh, the risk and, and upside, I just, I don't see it. The other thing too is in, in Denver too, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out who's going to get the ball. Uh, I know that it's going to be a run heavy attack, but outside of that, the pass catchers, it's really interesting. They've got a lot of really skilled guys, but who's the one that we're going to zero in on? We think it's Cortland Sutton, but is it? Yeah, I mean, they they added Judy, and I think that he's going to be phenomenal and probably operate out of the out of the slot. Um, rest in peace, uh, Deshaun Hamilton. Any, I don't know if you guys uh, any truthers. Deshaun. Yeah, yeah I, he was Deshaun Hamilton all last year. Deshaun. Man, I loved him. Yeah, I'm a Penn State fan. Um, so watching him there, and I'm like, I think he's in a good spot, but he's just. He's, it's like he's dead and buried. Yeah. yeah. And, and to the other guy, too, I love Hamler. I love the Hamburglar. I think that he, <laughs> he's going he's gonna to he's gonna be great, too. But I'm like, you know, it's uh, another um, another AFC West team, too, where, where you're kind of gambling on the receivers. It, it's very similar to the Raiders, right? It's like one of these guys is going to hit, but which one is it going to be? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. And guess what? Uh, I'd rather go with somebody that has a clear path to uh, – to success and that's one of the reasons again i'm kind of out on lock but i mean the guy can the the guy's got moxie man you can't take that away and uh, sure. if it wasn't probably for Shermer, i'd probably be probably be higher on him but you know to to your point and it's got me rethinking a bit he did do some magic with with danny dimes right yeah, yeah. um just takes yeah. two quick we, questions he was here. talking oh sorry no no it's okay we'll, we'll get right back to that point man we're going to take two quick yeah. questions here <laughs> Um, so this is from Doug Bevels. Hopefully I said your last name. You may also know him as Oklahoma Doug. Um, y'all talked to any Tyrod. I got lots of shares this offseason. Um, I love I like Tyrod Taylor a lot more for real NFL than fantasy, I think. And for whatever reason, he's a guy that whenever he's a starter, they always want to replace him. 
right? Like, even though he'll take the Buffalo yeah. Bills to the playoffs, totally. they're just gonna they're just gonna replace him. And I think he gets replaced this year too. Unfortunately, Justin Herbert. A lot of people are down on Justin Herbert. I like him. I don't want to call him a breakout because we haven't seen him do anything yet. So this is this is my. I think that uh, we're probably all pretty similar on Tyrod. I like the player, and I think that he does have some sneaky fantasy upside. My thing is, though, is do we see Herbert get a start if they're in playoff contention? And there's no reason why they can't be in playoff contention. Their defense, absolutely, um, their defense might be one of the best in the NFL that nobody is talking about. They added the the best. Yeah, the pass rush is nuts, and they added the best slot corner in the NFL, and nobody's. Nobody's talking about them. They've got some key pieces coming back on that O-line. So my thing is, you know, if, if the season goes off the rails and anybody that's a Chargers fan, their seasons always go off the rails. Are there Chargers fans? <laughs> a couple. I know one. I, don't, I honestly don't know, I know one. For real, like I actually saw him in a jersey and I was in his house once, so it's got to be real. Okay, um, all right. But, you know, my thing is, is that, okay, if Tyrod does start the season and they're winning – why would they ever go with Herbert? Right? Like point. they've they've got the they've got the tools to do the job. Um, I think the running game is is super, super interesting as well. Um, they've got some pretty solidified pass catching options, right? I think people are also sleeping. Another potential like everybody was so hyped on Mike Williams this uh, last year. Uh, but now <laughs> now he's fallen off a cliff for some reason. I just yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm still trying to figure that one out. But I think that the Chargers are a team that we're largely sleeping on. It's probably because of that, you know, unsurety at, at QB, right? And my biggest thing is to think about it. Um, you know, Doug, Doug here, I think that your shares are going to be good. And if they continue to win, then you've got, uh, you know, you've got a starting quarterback at a pretty good discount that has, that has really good, really good options in front of them. So I like, I like the addition Tyrod, you know, I've got him, um, I've got him locked in in a lot of different in a lot of different spots, but you know if they start to falter, absolutely Herbert's going to come. Mm-hmm. There's no yep. doubt about it. But if they're in playoff contention, I don't see it. My uh, my two points on that are number one, I'm going to die on the Mike Williams hill. I don't care, uh, but I did get off the Dante Pettis hill as fast as I could. Um, that being said, <laughs> as far as the why would they play Herbert if they're in contention? The only way I could see them putting Herbert in if they're in contention is if they are winning ugly. Like, like Tyrod screwing up and the defense is bailing them out, and maybe yeah. the run game's kind of crappy or whatever. And they're like, "Listen, we're in contention, but we need to make this move forward." Right. Um, so that being said, uh, moving on from this question, also check out uh, Doug on Twitter at Oklahoma Doug. He is a great IDP mind, and he does a great IDP show too. And that's part of the Dynasty Happy Hour uh, family of podcasts. So check him out. Great follow, great guy. Um, so. This guy back again. Sean wants to know, do you feel like Curtis Samuel takes any steps forward this year, or do you feel like he's getting buried in the depth chart? The answer is yes and no. Um, He has a very different skill set than guys like DJ Moore and Blobby Anderson have. Sorry, I'm not a Robbie Anderson guy. I don't care if he went to Temple. Um, I believe it was either Matt Rule or Joe Brady. Is that the offensive coordinator name? Mm -hmm. Joe Brady? Yeah. 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 Um, They said that, Curtis Samuel is exactly the type of wide receiver they want in their offense. Hopefully that's not just off-season coach speak. Um, I'm high on Curtis Samuel. Um, I love the guy. I love, love his skill set. And um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is not really the biggest downfield guy, so I think a guy like Samuel could benefit from that. I know he can get down the field, but I think he's good enough that he could play anywhere on the field, to be honest with you. So um, I don't know what you guys think, but personally I feel like he's going to take steps forward. And listen, let 
let the DJ Moore truthers and the Teddy Bridgewater haters drive Curtis Samuel's ADP down mm-hmm. and snatch him up or trade for him cheap. So well, you know I'm loving Curtis Samuel because that was my my Ohio State Buckeye guy. <sighs> but you saw he had <laughs> go back <Buckeye. laughs> hurt. Are yeah. you a Buckeyes fan, oh, Yeah, like I, yeah, I, like I said, yeah. I just started following Super Hard the last couple you. of years, but Ugh. back to like the Troy Smith days is when I kind of started picking it up, and maybe a little bit before that is, yeah, go Buckeyes. That's <sighs> Yuck! But when he played in college, it showed that versatility. Um, he did pretty much everything. He was running back, receiver, and then when he came out, they moved him receiver because he's kind of small. Um, but last year, geez, he was open like 5,000 times. So Kyle Allen can't get him the goddamn ball. So hopefully this year with a little bit more accurate quarterback, well, a whole lot more accurate quarterback um, than Teddy. Um, and by the way, I like Teddy a good amount in the Scott Fishbowl format um, oh, yeah. this year uh, just because he'll probably be a, a whole lot more efficient than most, and he probably won't be throwing that many pick sixes. So that's yeah. minus six. Yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a, I'm pretty good on Curtis Samuel. Okay, I'm not not a big Nate, fan of Curtis Samuel. Nate is not okay. No, I think he's third on the uh, depth chart for wide receiver. That's why they paid Robbie Anderson. If they thought highly of Curtis Samuel, the new coaching staff, they wouldn't have paid Robbie Anderson. Because, mm-hmm. um, like you said, Robbie Anderson is not an incredible wide receiver. You go out and pay a lot of money for. Um, so I I understand this. Joe Brady, I mean, he can make anything happen if it's anything like last year with LSU. So Samuel could be a great gadget player. He could, pro- He's probably going to be a better NFL player than a fantasy player. And you're probably just going to have to deal with that because even if he is good in fantasy, he's going to be extremely week-to-week boom bust. Um, there's, I just don't see a world that he's consistent, um, even with Teddy Bridgewater and probably a lot of short passes. Um, I, I'm taking Robbie Anderson over Curtis Samuel. Okay. Well, Me too. I'm taking Curtis Samuel over Robbie Anderson personally. I'm taking both of them. <laughs> well, okay, I'm but seri- I'm serious though. But I'm if you had to pick, just pick one over the other. Like, who would you? Do you have a preference, or is that kind of a, a toss up for you? It's, it's whoever's cheaper. They're okay. about the same ADP. Okay. They're, about, they? yeah, they're okay. about the same, and that's why I would say, hey, you know what? We're this far into the draft. Let's take them both and see who hits because one of them's going to hit. We know that it's it, – the other thing that people don't talk about either is that Carolina was already pretty up-tempo, right, with with Rivera. So how much more up-tempo is mm-hmm. it going to be um, with, uh, with, <laughs> with, uh, with Joe? Um, I'm not sure. We'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but I also – everybody out there, in, uh, especially in Superflex, that, that are going in on Teddy, you got, also have to go out and get another Temple guy. In PJ, PJ, Walker. PJ Walker, yes, yes. Nate, would you like to make a bet on Curtis Samuel versus Robbie Anderson? Sure, one sure. shot. Sure, yeah. All right, Easy. one shot. So, yeah, well, Sean, me too. Put it on the board. Okay, so is this is this straight PPR scoring? Who's going to score more this year? PPR. Uh, yeah, score. we'll do full PPR. Yeah. And Porkman, you want action on this? Yes. Who are you going with? Curtis Samuel. Okay, great. So I'm going Robbie Anderson. Okay. All right. Well then um, so, the I'm Samuel. I'm going. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm in two. I'm I'm going crazy. All, right, All right, Sean. All right. So Sean, get this get this ready. So Nate is going Robbie. Trav, you're going 
I'm going Robbie. Robbie. You're going Robbie. And then the three of us on the top of the screen, myself, Porkman, and Will, we're all going Curtis Samuel. So one shot. So, all right, there we go. Um, so here's the deal. At the end of the year, we're going to have basically just a big YouTube show um, where we pay up because we're Not getting drunk and doing shots. So, wasted. so I, um, I don't drink, boys. So I'm going to have to find syrup. an Maple syrup, bud. Maple that, syrup. I'm game for that. I can that, That's fine. Uh, so right. you, you, what was that can you were drinking out of then? That was Coca-Cola. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, but, I. Uh, it's been about four years or so since I drank, so I probably wouldn't break that streak, but I could find an alternative, man. Yeah, I can shock, oh, shotgun no, no a problem. can of Coca-Cola or something. Just do a <laughs> shot of maple syrup if you lose. Deal. You got your uh, man, I did that the other day on Canada Day, and that stuff gets your heart racing, man, if it's a full <laughs> shot of it straight on an empty stomach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man I gotta... that's a buzz fellas that is a buzz that's living that's life on the edge up here north immerse yourself in maple yeah, that's what Chad just, and I are talking about just this dripping week, just All dripping right. so um <laughs> so sean's got it on the board he's got us written down let me see that can of, of coke there is it different than what we get here <laughs> i am not pay- i'm not paid for this. No, i didn't know well okay so from if you want to check out true north fantasy football get in the dms so no it's um it, it looked it looked orangish from i see that with the lighting yeah with the lighting so i thought maybe that they got something different they get uh, the french toast crunch cereal up there in canada which we don't mm-hmm. get here anymore i don't understand why because i think it's made here and we so can't good. get it so, so good i know it's so good i can't eat it and ketchup chips. Do you like ketchup chips, guys? Have you ever tried ketchup chips? Oh, yeah, I, I have. I used to eat them as a kid. I used to tear yeah. those up. I, I love pork man. Like his eyes are always are always closed, and it's like pork man, do you like this food? Yeah, yeah, I love that. I, I eat that all the time. It's like, nice. <laughs> um, so no, I've never had ketchup chips, and that sounds gross. Oh, they're so good. You have to get yeah, the old it's, good. it's gotta be the old Dutch, though. You don't get Lay's ketchup chips. Okay. Oh no, no, all right. Well, my daughter would probably like that. She likes when we just put ketchup on her high chair. Oh, yeah. She just eats ketchup. ketchup. So, <laughs> I don't know. Um, also, uh, let's see. Doug would like to say thanks for answering and for the shout-out. Uh, great show. Doug, it's always a great show. Uh, that Carolina IDP is going to be on fire. Yeah, um, I agree. So, see, Doug knows what he's talking about. So, check him out. Check him out. Um, he'll hook you up on all your uh, IDP knowledge. So an hour and four minutes, I'm going to get to a breakout. Um, like I said, I'm dying on the Mike Williams Hill, but I'm not going to talk about him. I want to talk to you guys about David Montgomery running back for the Chicago bears. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not all running backs click in year one. They just don't. Nate, Nate looks like he's going to tell me I'm wrong. No, no. I, he's, uh, he's decent. What? Is it breakout? I mean, I don't know. Uh, okay, breakout compare. We're when we're talking about breakout, we're talking about comparing to what they've done before. So he was RB 24, 22 this year. Can so only what do you go, think? He, what do you think he can be? I think he could easily be 14, 15, to be honest. Easily. Uh, well, okay. No. He can be. I'm not gonna say easily. And Sean, no bets. Stop it. I know what you're gonna do. <laughs> um hey, I'll take I, the bet. Let's go. No, stop. Um, <laughs> I think I think they did improve the line. Um, I think once Foles gets in there, the running game is going to be a little more efficient. Hopefully the offense as a whole is going to be more efficient. Um, I think he's good enough to be a capable running back in the NFL and a capable starter on your fantasy team. Um, he should get the majority of the carries. I think he's the best pure runner on the team too. Um, Tariq Cohen, while he's great with the ball in his hands as a receiver, 
I don't like him so much as a between the tackles guy. So, you know, but that's my thoughts on David Montgomery. Do you guys have any thoughts? Because I have a couple uh, notes here about some other things too. I think uh, Montgomery's yeah. a very solid running back too. I'd be happy with him as my running back too. Yeah, um, but I'd be more I'm than happy fine. as my flex. But I just yeah. don't see a lot of upside for him. I think he's a high floor, low ceiling kind of player. Mm-hmm. The carry floor is safe for him. Like he's going to yeah. get two forty. He's going to get great volume. Yeah, the pass catching is just what they haven't unlocked or shown that they want to unlock with him yet. Uh, I think maybe after 2021, like Nate, I'm in the same boat as you, but I think after 2020, after 2020, we could maybe be wrong if Tariq Cohen goes because he's on a contract year. So from that dynasty lens, if if they do unlock the pass catching for David Montgomery, I think there could be some hidden upside there, but I'm not buying it just yet because he's probably going in like the, the fourth round or something like yeah. that right now. So mm-hmm. at that point, like I... I usually build running back heavy. So if I'm in like a startup, I may have two running backs already. And that's when I'm trying to look at wide receivers or potentially um, maybe not, probably not tight end or quarterback, probably just wide receivers. Yeah. And if, if he has another year, like his rookie season, you know, just kind of an average running back year and say Cohen leaves, what, why would the bears not draft a running back in <laughs> day two? I mean, no, it's not, a good not point, to replace sure. Montgomery, but like we saw with Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. So Karen Johnson, DeAndre Swift. Yeah. You know, we see a lot of this now that's just, you know, they didn't draft anybody this year. So they're going to give it to Montgomery this year. It's going to be a put up year. And if he doesn't show up, I'm not saying he gets replaced, but he's definitely not going to be the workhorse two years from now. They did draft a tight end though, which they needed. So (laughs) (laughs) they got like 11 now. (laughs) Is it, is it 11 or is it still 10? Yeah. Sorry, Chef. They still have to add Najoku too. So. <laughs> wouldn't surprise Dirty me. Dozen. I, actually, I, I would love. I have Njoku in a couple spots. I'd love if he went to Dallas. I think Texans. Would be, the, te- yeah, the Texans yeah. would be good. Yeah, right. Texans, yeah, yeah, war, is worrying though. I mean, I'm pretty pretty bummed about him, but yeah, and he's a guy I, I picked up cool. off the waivers in a lot of leagues too. You know, yeah. just, people just just forgot about him. And I think sure. uh, Waring's got a great shot now too, especially with Hopkins not being there. Yeah. Um, Deshaun Watson's going to have to spread the ball around, you know, because Brandon Cooks' his head is going to fall off. Uh, Kiki QT is whatever. Will Fuller is just always, always hurt, and it's a shame too because he's such a dynamic player when he's on the field. So, crazy good. You know, there there could be a good combo there with uh, Waring and um, and Watson. So, well, great point. Totally. I mean, yeah, he's so- given a lot of targets to tight ends, especially in the red zone. Like their tar- their tight end target share is surprisingly high, especially once oh, you get really inside high. the twenty. And Daniel there's like nine touchdowns or something like that yeah their stat lines for the games are so gross it'll be like two catches for one yard and a touchdown it's like this is this is the worst the hopkins like just throw the ball to hopkins how many times i don't know if you guys just deandre hopkins don't throw it to Derek. shit um so i just want to talk to you guys real quick about some potential breakouts guys that i was kind of on the fence about We'll just run through this real quick. I want to see what you guys think. So I have four here. Three. I'm sorry. Darius Geis, Ronald Jones, and Evan Ingram. And, you know, it's one of those things. Geis, so talented, been hurt. Ronald Jones, not hurt, but – and he's a guy that a lot of people are on the fence about. Um, You either love him or hate him. If you're Michelle Majuk from the ball blast, you hate him. And then he tweets you out. Um, so it's been like Twitter this year. Don't call out a running back in the NFL. Cause they're going to come at you hard. Um, mm-hmm. 
That's why their idea. Their career span is so short because instead of training, they're trolling themselves on Twitter. And um, the third one, another guy who's so talented and has the potential to just really go places, but he's been hurt a lot. And that's Evan Ingram. So maybe we could kind of say Evan Ingram's broken out. I mean, I don't know. A lot of people seem to think he has, but um, I still think that the breakout could be coming if he's healthy. Um, I do like the offense. I like Daniel Jones a lot too. Um, so what do you th- what do you guys think about these three guys right here? Nate, let's start with you. Darius Geis, Ronald Jones, and Evan Ingram. Just run through them quick. Tell me what you think. Do we have potential for breakout, or are you just are you down? Let us know what you think about these guys. All right, so quick run through. I'm down on Geis. I think there's way too much going on in that backfield. Even if he is healthy, I understand yeah. he's efficient and he is incredible with the ball in his hands. But he's got to stay healthy. We all know that. And there's just a lot of stuff going on in that backfield. I mean. They're going to have to cut like Peyton Barber, who was a pretty decent running back last year because they just have too many guys back there. Yeah. So even if he does well, he's going to be really efficient because he's not going to be a workhorse. Ronald Jones, I do like, um, even though Keyshawn Vaughn is there, I'm not a huge fan of Keyshawn Vaughn. Sorry, Garrett. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's going to come in and just take the job. I think Ronald Jones, especially with this offseason, is going to be the main running back there. Tom Brady loves throwing to his running backs. It's not Dare, whatever his last name is. He's not going to be that guy's not the next James White as much as we'd love him to be. So I think Ronald Jones, purely for volume, is going to be good this year. Um, He won't be the most efficient, but he should have good volume. And then Evan Ingram, I would love to see him be healthy because he's going to be a top five tight end. So I'm going to say he's healthy. Daniel Jones is going to fling him the ball a lot. So I'm going to go down for guys, up for Jones and Ingram. Okay. Trav, how about yourself? Yeah, so Darius Geis, I am i haven't been very high on him, but I will acquire him if I can get a bit of a discount. But I, I'm totally with Nate. The volume's not fully going to be there. They brought in Antonio Gibson to take the pass catching. Adrian Peterson's still there to take some work. So I just think, much like Nate said, the efficiency is going to have to be there. And it might be, but the volume you're getting is going to be hard to rely on that as like a sturdy running back too, <clears throat> as a flex where you have a couple other options where you can switch in and out. But I can't rely on Darius guys because the Washington Red or the Washington football team um, cannot rely on Darius <laughs> guys as well. By the I'm way, noble. if they change the name, please be the Sentinels. I'm okay with that. I kind of like the Red Tails one. Yeah, uh, but the Sentinels, you know, from the replacements, one oh, of my totally. favorite movies of all time. Totally. Um, Merch through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm sorry, Trev continue no that's cool yeah so Darius guys I'm kind of in between on like it's got to be a value so I guess you could say that I'd be down on him uh, and then Rojo I don't know necessarily know what to think out of that backfield either because he did some pretty decent work in the passing game when he got some targets too and then you got Ogun Bowale and Keyshawn Bond can catch the ball too so that's really tricky one to decipher because I do want the pass catching back in Tampa Bay you just don't know who it is so I think I'm probably down on Rojo a little bit um just another guy that I just don't think you can rely on and then Evan Ingram I'm I'm totally game for him because he is becoming a value in drafts that I've seen so far because of the health issues and it's funny one of the other breakouts that I had on my list here was Darius Slayton and I think that offense is going to run big plays through Darius Slayton and Evan Ingram as long as he's healthy and have kind of the easy stuff obviously go to obviously Saquon's going to get big plays every second touch he gets or whatever but then you're going to have Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard kind of eating up some of those shorter targets so you might have some spiked weeks from Evan Ingram but he has big touchdown upside 
upside. So I can, I can definitely buy into that with a young quarterback who needs to find some kind of safety net players. Okay. Will, how about yourself? Well, I'm really glad that you picked such uh, three really, really easy guys to talk about. So <laughs> thanks for wrapping up the show like that. That's trying, to, <laughs> trying to make you think. That's awesome. Uh, guys, uh, out. Uh, just nothing to do with the talent. Situation's just brutal. I mean, you even got a guy there that I'm pretty high on in Bryce Love that's sitting there in that backfield right. as well. Right. Um, they brought in Gibson. They've still got AP. They have Barber. It's just a mess. His ADP two just doesn't scream uh, discount uh, for me either. So I'm, I'm out on him um, in on Rojo. Uh, he's the guy that knows the system. He's been playing there. I'm also high on Vaughn. And again, it's another one of these situations that I can lock up that backfield that we think is going to be, uh, you know, one of the highest scoring in the, in the NFL. And I could get both of those guys pretty much in every draft if I want if I want to get them and I don't really have to reach. So I'm in on Rojo. I think that his, uh, his role is pretty, pretty locked in. Um, I'm not buying into the uh, Goombe Wale uh, hype uh, as much as some other people are, but again, uh, guess what? I can just add him and uh, have that entire backfield locked up because whichever way this goes, um, we're, you're going to have a piece of it. So I'm in on, uh, I'm, I'm in on Rojo and then Ingram is just, uh, man, it's just frustrating to see that kind of, kind of talent uh just be still hit with injuries year after year you know you look at the splits when he's on the field and it's it's absolutely incredible uh you know just how much they target him and just how efficient um and what a fantasy producer that he is but again uh, i just trav you were saying that you you've seen him slide I, i'm curious where are you seeing him like what round because even you know just just when i've been looking at it i'm just like i can't do it here i mean there's guys that i would rather wait three mm -hmm. four rounds on and yeah. like, yeah, I can like see that. that. I can see that too. But when you know, when you're looking at these, uh, doing more and more tight end premium drafts, you kind of keep an eye on these guys a lot more. And in some of those that I've been doing, when Evan Ingram gets into like the sixth, seventh, maybe eighth round, I can definitely buy that. And uh, <laughs> I think if you've built a really strong roster ahead of him, and you want to go for that tight end, tight end in that maybe eighth, ninth round in a regular dynasty startup, then I can I can buy that because the upside is top five, top three tight end. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I can see the appeal of the upside, but I'm I'm out. I'm out on I'm out on Ingram. Yeah. Okay. Porkman, your thoughts on these three guys? I mean, I know you're an Antonio Gibson truther, so <laughs> obviously I'm not. But I'm actually um I'm actually opposite of y'all. Um Darius Geist I'm in on. Um I love his talent. And if Scott Turner is anything like his dad, they like to just use one running back. So if, if he's that one running back and he's able to stay healthy, which I understand is just a big issue with him. My friend calls him Darius Glass because he breaks so easy. So at the end of the day, I mean, I, I I want to believe in him, so I'm going to believe in him this year. I think he'll just – he was actually going to be my breakout, but I decided to go with Locke instead. Um, who was the second one? I forgot. Uh, the second oh, yeah, one, and I don't like Rojo. Antonio Gibson. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we know uh, <laughs> um, Ronald Jones I'm actually I, I want to be in on him because he actually looks like he's really trying to get his act together put some weight on and um, his contact balance was trash so now he got some speed like he got some he put some weight on it looks good so I actually really like him moving forward this year with our second year in Bruce Arians offense um, Evan Ingram 
his points per game was just so good. I don't want to be out on him. Um, I think he'll he'll step up and and stay in the game, hopefully, and not get hurt. So I'll be in on Ingram as well. Okay. Um, and Sean does say the DLF has Ingram at sixty two overall, fourth tight end off the board. Uh, just based so on his low price. Yeah, yeah that, that's pricey. a little little too pricey for me at that point. Um, I'm going to see what's available at other positions, and I'm going to punt the tight end position because um, I think you could pick up guys later in the draft that have similar upside. Uh, you could pick up a guy like Dallas Goddard's going later than that. Um, obviously, Philadelphia runs a lot of two tight end sets. Dallas Goddard, I think, um, slightly different skill set, but still both, both fantastic tight ends. Um, Goddard's been healthier over his career. Uh, I'll also punt, and I'll take a guy like Johnny Smith. I'll take a guy like Ian Thomas, um, mm-hmm. Dawson Knox, guys like that. So Ian Thomas, Johnny Smith, those are guys that you can get later. They're now starters because the people that were in front of them are gone uh john who also has that good rapport with ryan Tannehill, so he's locked up ian thomas you know he has a new quarterback there but i think he's going to be fine as well so um that's too expensive for me personally and for that reason i guess i'll just go backwards here i'm going to be out on evan ingram um that being said that new york giants offense is a little bit better than i think people are going to think that it is you know saquon comes back healthy the offense runs through saquon barkley that's just how it is um Darius Slayton, I'm super high on Darius Slayton. Sterling Shepard, I'm not so high on, uh, but I think their offense is good enough that they show that they can be productive without Evan Ingram there. They're going to have to find a way to scheme them in. Will they? Maybe. I don't know. COVID's certainly going to have you know be hampering that. Um, Ronald Jones, I know I'm really on the fence about him. If I can get him cheap enough, I'm going to get him, but I still think that Keyshawn Vaughn takes over that backfield at some point in time. The guy just runs hard. He runs angry, and I think he's going to do pretty damn well down there in Tampa. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to I'm going to be out on Rojo unless the price is right. And as far as Darius, I guess I'm just out on all these guys because I'm a bargain chopper. Um, <laughs> Darius, guys, like you guys all touched on, the competition is there. Adrian Peterson is still good enough to be getting reps in the NFL for a reason. I mean, there's another guy who just runs angry at thirty something years old. I don't know. Uh, they do have Antonio Gibson there. Ron Rivera speaks very highly of him. They also have Bryce Love, well, like you said. And Bryce Love could have been a very, very high draft pick if he wouldn't have torn his ACL in his last collegiate game, which is you know, super tragic. Yeah. I think they have like JD McKissick is still there or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Um, McKissick's there. Uh, they Peyton Barber is there for some reason. Peyton Barber to me isn't anything great fantasy wise, but he's a good enough NFL running back that he's going to take away snaps from some of these other guys. So guys has a lot to prove. And if, if they were really sold on him, they wouldn't have brought in McKissick. They wouldn't have brought in Peyton Barber. They wouldn't have drafted Antonio Gibson and they would have released. Um, what's his face? AP. AP. That's AP. right. Why did I just blank on that? I just talked about it in 10 seconds. Ago. So, <laughs> do you guys have anyone else that you want to touch on briefly before we head out? Did I, I slid the dude in there? Nailing, you are nailing that. Oh, I'm man. trying. You're man. nailing it. I'm yeah. trying. <laughs> um, one guy I had on the list that we didn't get to, and I think it might be a year early, but I'm really high on Miko Hardman right now. It's the attachment to uh, the attachment to 
Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the fact that he's really good after the catch. And I think he can be really good as a deep receiver as well. I think he's really versatile in that offense. So like I said, I don't think 2020 is going to be the year of the full breakout. So this one might be a little bit of a cheapie, but I think Miko Hardman is a 2021 smash for me because uh, Sammy should be gone. Demarcus Robinson should be gone. I think those re-signings, they both came back on cheaper deals. And I think those re-signings were more because they wanted to stay with the champs. Uh, so I think there could be a little bit of shift. And I think as early as like mid-season, we could see Miko take over as the second pass catch- catching option. Maybe not the quote-unquote wide receiver two because of how they use him, but he he could be the second pass or third pass catching option. Sorry, behind Kelsey and Tyreek. Yeah, I think yeah. he's good enough that limited snaps could be a productive fantasy day for him too. Mm-hmm. He's fast. He had, he can... he had over 11 yards after the catch per reception last year. There you oh, go. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's just unbelievable. And his he didn't get much deep work, but I think he on 14 targets deep past 15 yards, he caught caught seven for over 300 yards. So like there's mega big playability for Miko Hardman. And he's got Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback, man. And Big Red. We love Big Red as Philly fans. We love Big Red. Yes, we do, Mike. We love Big Red. You don't love Big Red, Mike? All right, look, here's the thing. I love Danny <laughs> Reed, but there was a lot of times where he got out coached because he was trying to be the smartest guy in the room. That's fair. We still love him. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, love, love Andy Reed, right? Love doesn't just stop. You can not like him, but you still love him. Sure. I love Andy Reed. And, you know, at the end of the day, yes, I do love Andy Reed because you, from you, uh, 2000. Grab that sound bite. I want to keep it. Yeah, that. let's keep that sound bite. What sound bite? <laughs> I love Andy Reid. Okay, whatever. Anyway, Sean's probably on that right now. <laughs> it's one of those things. He kept us competitive for a long time, so you can't mm-hmm. hate that. There was just there's that underlying feeling of being an Eagles fan where that era, there could have been so much more. Mm-hmm. And it leaves a disappointed taste in your mouth. Um, it, it really does because they should have won at least one Super Bowl. They mm-hmm. had it. They were right there. Totally. Mm-hmm. There were times that they were outclassed in the, the NFC Championship games. Although, I will say this. I don't care what anybody says. That 2008 NFC Championship game, that was pass interference on Rod Hood. Um, uh, what's the guy? Yeah. Kevin Curtis is still throwing That's his right. hands up over that. So That's right. But they were outclassed a lot. Uh, there were times where they just didn't know how to run the ball. Mm-hmm. They didn't try. And it was sad because you basically wasted Brian Westbrook's prime. The guys showed they could have rattled off two Super Bowls easy. They had defense to do it, but it's a typical Philadelphia scenario where I'll tell you what we're going to do, and it's the, it's not even just the Eagles. The Sixers did it too with AI. We're just going to get this one really good quarterback, okay? And then you just make it happen. They did it with Randall. They did it with Donovan. They're doing it again with Wentz. It's like, can you guys talk about this? We we were talking about this last yeah. night. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, that's so, right. It's fresh. It's um, fresh. But yeah, sure, I, l- I love Big Red. And you know what? I'm, I'm actually glad to see that he has changed his coaching ways. Um, his offense is way more creative now than it was in Philadelphia. So he has learned from his mistakes. Hopefully, Mike McCarthy does not do the same thing in Dallas. Hopefully, he just keeps making the same blunders over and over again. So Sean got the soundbite. That's great. Thanks, Sean. You're fired. Um, <laughs> um, so move. All right. So, uh, okay, Nate, do you have just another guy you want to touch on quick? Yeah, real quick. Um, Hayden Hurst, the guy's stepping in to stole mine. So much volume, and I think he's a better tight end than Austin Hooper, um, just from a pure natural talent, pass catching ability. I think Hooper was a product of the system more than he was just a great player. Um, not that he's a bad tight end, 
but I think the system definitely helped him out a lot. And Hayden Hurst stepping into that system is going to be incredible. Bye, bye, bye right now, especially in tight end premium. Lots of receptions. He's got big playability. He showed it with the Ravens. He had good efficiency stats. He was just stuck behind Mark Andrews, who just is incredible. And uh, he also was stuck behind Nick Boyle because Nick Boyle is the best blocking tight end in the league. So nothing against him. They just had two really good tight ends in front of him. He was a first-round pick. Get him. Get him on the offense now. I love what you were saying. The Undertaker. Um, yeah, <laughs> he also looks like Thor. He's got he looks awesome. So, yeah. Um, speaking of Hayden Hurst, there's uh, two guys in the fantasy industry, Mike Huff and Anthony Servino. They are doing a mental health potathon next yeah. week, July 11th. Um, My it's, birthday. There you go. Happy Please. birthday! It's from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Those guys are going straight through. Um, if you are up early at 7:30 a.m. Eastern, myself and my wife will be on that potathon. Awesome. Um, it's obviously for mental health. She's a counselor. She has her hands full with me. Um, I said, I don't know why they put us on so early because it's all downhill from there. So um, if you're up early, you know, and uh, I'll get you guys links if anyone's interested. Trav, I know you're not going to make that because that would 4 be 430 in the morning. So unless yeah. unless my uh, my son wakes me up, I might not be tuning in. But you never know, man. You never know. He wakes up at all times. Yeah. So we'll um, you're still going to have your mother-in-law there. Then? Uh, I will. Yeah, I will. Oh boy. Uh, I got two weeks, brother. I got oh, two weeks. Yeah. That's, that's so far so good, though. I will say so far so good. Hey, no complaints. No complaints just yet. All right. Talk to me in a week. So um, <laughs> yeah. check check myself and my much better half out uh, next Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. if you are so inclined. But, uh, Nate, that was a great segue that I just did there, too, with the Hayden Hurst Python. So I love Hayden Hurst. You actually stole mine. Very but, Will, nice. do, you, do you have one more for us? Well, I could – I could I could dig deep I could dig deep but we've uh, we've I'm, I'm just looking at the clock I don't want us to go over those two hours those Canadians apparently are super, <laughs> super long winded when we get a couple uh, it's not we'll even run, a long time eh couple, we'll, not even we'll, a long time we'll run through a couple quick ones it's alright so Sean likes when we're on longer so we're fine <laughs> but, I mean we we could talk about and uh, breakout tight ends all day Hearst is another guy that I'm all over Johnny Smith is another guy. Uh, Ian, Ian Thomas, I don't know. The, the hype train seemed to be derailed, but I mean, the situation's only got sure, better. Yeah. It's the yak machine, and uh, I think that he's looking good. So, you know, another another guy that, again, um, just keeps sliding down the draft board. One thing that I want to comment on Hurst, and maybe this is my um, kind of uh, end to the end to my little bit, though, is that I don't, I don't get why Hurst all of a sudden is actually sliding in ADP. I was. I was noticing for a long time that I couldn't get him. Yeah, always around too late. I was like, he was going in the seventh, eighth round, but now he's starting to slide back. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys are seeing that or if the there's any logic fade. behind it. Like toe type fade, or is it the, is it the Ridley <laughs> hype train and down from the high? <laughs> the Ridley hype train is taking over, and yeah, uh, maybe the Ridley hype train can pass. And I'll just I'll just take Hurst now in the tenth round. I'm completely him and uh, Grease Lightning, and I'm I'm set at tight end. Yep. <laughs> uh, Pork Man, you got anyone else you want to touch on before we head out? I got one, and I know you're going to laugh, but I know you absolutely hate this guy. Here we go. But Dwayne Haskins. Oh, come on. No. I like that. No, I really like Dwayne Haskins this year, and that's not a joke. Not because he went to Ohio State. I'm not saying that because of that. I just feel as though he was a one year starter coming out of college. Um, and that funky offense that they run. I don't know what the hell they do, but it's not, it doesn't really prepare you for the NFL. So 
he does have the arm talent. He's working his freaking tail off in the offseason to get to where he needs to be. He don't have to worry about taking selfies, getting caught in the back of the end zone, not getting ready for the snap for the point after. So <laughs> I think now he's laser focused. He worked out with AB and worked out with other few people this offseason, shed some weight. Um, it's going to be, I, I think. He's obviously he's not going to be a QB one this year, but he can be a solid QB two for you this year in super flex leagues, and uh, he can he can work out for you. Okay. I like it. I feel dirty. Uh, my my last breakout <laughs> is uh, I like Jalen Hurd for the San Francisco 49ers. He was balling up pretty good in the preseason. He got hurt. Uh, the coaching staff likes him, and with Debo going down, maybe he has a chance. Uh, Trav, I know you touched on Ayuk before. Um, so these young guys, you know, Manuel Sanders is gone. These young guys have a chance to step up. Dante Pettis is not it. Uh, so ignore what I said last year about him. Um, I actually wouldn't be surprised if Pettis got – probably he's probably going to get cut, I would think. Because um, I don't think anyone's going to trade for him. They'll just – they'll pick him up, and they'll give him a shot for cheap, you know, league minimum mm-hmm. or something like that. So um, Hurd's definitely got a shot. I think he can – I can, like that. Definitely do it. Yeah, so, I bought I bought some herd this early off season for like a fourth round pick before all this stuff happened. So I think mm-hmm. he can he can do some he can do some damage. Now if you buy some curd, you can make some poutine. Ooh, there mm-hmm. you go. Yeah, there only premium go. Montreal curds, boys. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, some, guys, I gotta I gotta ask you a curd tip before. Oh yeah, bacon poutine's delicious, man. Delicious. I made pulled pork the other day. You make a pulled oh. pork poutine. That's deadly. Um, ooh, yes. Yeah. So many good different types of poutine. So we're actually, we're making poutine, uh, homemade poutine in, in the next few days here with the in-laws. So, oh man, it's just the whole meal is just fries. You know, you don't have a I mean, burger with it. There's no burger or nothing with it. It's just fries, gravy, and those melted cheese curds, man. <sighs> Get me hot and bothered just thinking about it. All right, I'm on my way up, bud. <laughs> yeah come on hey you guys there's room for all you guys like i got a futon back here you guys can all crash on there together i'm come on up snuggle party at trav's house right now totally. i'm down to snuggle too i'll come down the, yeah. the uh the meme of ricky clearing off the the car with the hockey <laughs> stick on my way bud that's what i got yeah, yeah. Hey, although hey, that car would not make it your house <laughs> would not no it wouldn't it. no uh, no i'll uh i'll do a little bubbles for you here boys uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a real nice fucking kitty you got there. <laughs> you nailed it. I, I love now. Yeah, is that okay. is Trailer Park Boys? Is that Eastern or Western way Canada? Eastern, way Eastern. Eastern. Yeah. Eastern? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like um, yeah. So originally they they grew up in that in that trailer park, and that's where the first few seasons of the show were. But then they got a little bit bigger and they moved on to a set. Uh, but yeah, that's that's where they lived, man. All right, so what's bigger in Canada, Letterkenny or Trailer Park Boys? Well, I think Trailer Park Boys has grown to like legendary status, whereas Letterkenny is kind of like the new hotness, you know, like um, I personally am partial to Trailer Park Boys just because it's classic. You can turn it on and then, you know, there's just all sorts of hilarious stuff in any episode you watch. You can turn it on whenever. Letterkenny is similar too, but I don't think it's gotten just up to that echelon that uh, that Trailer Park Boys has gotten to. What about Shit's Creek? That's another one of my favorite Canadian shows. I haven't really watched much of Shit's Creek yeah. to be honest with you. I hear it's pretty funny. I think it's a little bit uh, a little bit more G-rated than Trailer Park Boys, if I recall. Or uh, I'm not sure though. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've heard good things though. All right. Lots of good stuff coming from Upworth, just like these two guys. So listen, everybody that's listening still at an hour and 32 in. Oh, we said we weren't going to go two hours. We're so close. <laughs> uh, 
This we is a short the- one for us, buddy. <laughs> about it. Um, <laughs> We're just getting up. We we love the guys up at True North. Um, they're fantastic. Will Trap, thank you again so much for coming on. Um, you guys are welcome back anytime. And I say that a lot, but I only say it if I mean it. So you guys are welcome back anytime. Um, we definitely have a chance to do more stuff. We're rolling on with the summer of love here at the Dynasty Rewind, just spreading some some kindness and love in the Dynasty community, the fantasy community, because there's a lot of sniping. Uh, not the good type of sniping like you guys talk about up there, but um, <laughs> you know, it's just a lot of bickering back and forth, and it's stupid. Let, let's agree that disagreeing is fine. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, could, you could have a, a friendly conversation to disagree. Mm-hmm. That's fine. So, um, but hey, until we talk to you boys again uh, and we immerse ourselves in some maple, Will, where can we find you on Twitter? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty straightforward. At, uh, it's Harris time. Uh, DMs are always open if you want to talk some football. Uh, you know, my content can be found uh, True North, uh, whether that be written or uh or or video and i'm popping on uh podcasts with the guys all the time uh so yeah feel free to reach out it's harris time twitter pretty active on there so feel free to feel free to reach out and start a conversation and yeah let's let's keep spreading the love guys because there's not enough of that going around we don't have to put each other down to to hoist hoist ourselves up and hoist others up right like um you see it all the time and it's just kind of like it's pretty quick to be able to hit that mute button when somebody's you know, um, not being constructive with the conversation. So yeah, let's keep the, let's keep the, let's keep the love rolling. It's okay to hate Antonio Gibson, man. That's all right. (laughs) Pork man's like, I'm the guy. (laughs) No, I don't hate him. It just, it's just the value. It was just too high. Yeah. Yeah. Porkman made a good point. He was getting overdrafted, and I completely agree with that. And then Antonio Gibson jumped in. So uh, we'll get down to Washington one day, and you guys can square up. But until then, uh, Trav, square up. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing that. The only squares we square up is waffles because we got squares. <laughs> so syrup in there. It's always mm. with the food. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm hungry. I'm always hungry. You're, you are always hungry. You're, you're insane. Um, so, Trav, where can we find you on Twitter and all your other great work that you guys do up there? Yeah, for sure. Real quick, I just want to say you got to toss a little bit of peanut butter on your waffles underneath that syrup. I don't know if you guys have done that before, but that yes. is the only way to have them. Um, you okay. can you can find me on Twitter at TSEAL14. Uh, I am one half of the True North Fantasy Pod with my co-host Tyrell. Uh, you can find him at TNFF Tyrell. And talked about it we got the youtube channel definitely would love if anybody would give it a subscribe and if there's anybody here watching um on the off chance anybody's watching this because of us make sure that they give the dynasty rewind guys a a subscribe because uh we love the work these guys we've been you know i i consider us personal buddies you know through the internet we're buddies absolutely um so we appreciate that and then uh truenorthffb.com we got articles we've got our rankings up and uh yeah we're just trying to you know get some content out to people and kind of promote our stuff we got four podcasts in the podcast network and that's all under the podcast tab on the website so uh check that out we got a lot of good stuff coming i'm feeling really good about the team that we've built now and the engagement and just kind of the the direction that we're all headed in i think we're kind of on the same page i think i can speak for you as well will that uh it's the our group chat is bumping our group chat is bumping and it's just like a lot of like camaraderie and collaboration and stuff it's it's great it's hard for us old guys to keep up though (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got a couple of younger dudes in there and uh we're trying to hang uh with the the constant texting uh they talked about this thing called tiktok today i don't know yeah i think that's for 14 year old girls yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah. Stay on TikTok. I, it's, a, it's a kesha song isn't it 
<laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I know it is, actually. And I'm actually surprised I know who Kesha is. Um, but, uh, Nate, where can we find you on Twitter until next week? Well, until next week, you can find me on Twitter at NateNFL. And, Mike, would you like a verse to end the podcast? I'm sorry. I forgot because Chev wasn't here. Usually he does it. So, yes, please, by all means. If I'll you throw have. you one. Don't worry. Okay. Um, Jeremiah 7, 3. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Reform your ways and your actions, and I will let you live in this place. Um, just, you know, God's telling you, if you ain't got it right, fix it. So, you know, not just America, but this entire world, we got to have some reform. We got to look at ourselves and how we act, um, you know, wear a mask, treat people nice. You know, it's not that hard. Just think about it. Change for the better move on with life. It'll be better that way. Yeah. Wear a mask and be nice. If you only you could tell that so to simple. the customers that come into my shop, uh, it would be we, great. That's we do like, that's all we do up here. <laughs> wear a mask and be nice. Yeah. Pretty Probably much. Not to wear masks, but yeah, lots yeah. of apologizing for things you don't need to apologize about. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that would work out too well with me. Cause I'd probably yell at somebody for constantly apologizing to me. Yeah. So. It's just, just normal for, for us now. It's just like a part of our, also, <laughs> let's not forget we live on the East Coast, so we're not used to people being nice to us. That's that's right, the yeah, mid, no. that's the Midwest. They're they're right. nice out there. They apologize for you know if they get in your way, they'll apologize. Nice. If you get in their way, they'll apologize to you. So yeah, you guys got to roll up to this John and see what it's like then. Yeah. Look, there, you like that, yeah. there you go. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Look, I have a I have another microphone here, so. I don't actually want to drop it. I had to pay no. for it. Yeah, don't drop yeah, that one. Totally. Yeah. Don't drop it. Yeah. No, it's the one that wasn't working right last night, Porkman. I think I think there's a loose wire in here. Um, because remember I said it was real loud. Um, so Porkman, where can yeah. we find you on Twitter? Until next week. Until next week, you can find me at FF Porkman. And I do appreciate you guys coming on today, especially Trav. You did that push-up challenge with me a couple months ago when the, uh that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't done push-ups in a while, so I was actually pretty pretty proud of myself for that one. Paid for it. Though. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, good stuff, boys. Uh, but until next week, you can find me if you are so inclined on Twitter at the Embarrow 85. I would prefer if you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. Get us to a thousand followers. We're only at like 868 or something like that. So oh, that's gotta change. Yeah, Sean, uh round up a hundred and some subscribers for us post haste, please. Um so until next week, like I said, we're hanging out with the boys from drinking and talking fantasy. They're from uh Wisconsin, so practically Canada. Um another province. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You guys can have Wisconsin by the way. We don't really make we'll it. We, don't really want it. we have an <laughs> NFL team now buddy. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It'll, it'll be like the most peaceful territorial acquisition ever it'll just be like oh sorry sorry yeah. hey, hey sorry, sorry about, about that. that and then michigan's <laughs> gonna be over there like just whatever just take it out we don't even care um so until next week everybody thank you again for hanging out uh the boys from tnff true north fantasy football check out their podcast check out their youtube channel these guys are great follows on twitter their dms are always open if you want to talk to will about the cfl his dms are definitely always open he loves talking about that and i'm sure these, <laughs> I'm sure these guys will talk some hockey too right Nope. We love our hacky. Yeah, exactly. So they love it. So, hey, until next week, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks for having us, boys. Thanks a lot.